Talk Back Matters from the Salvos. Our guest Mitch came to a point in his life where he was sleeping in a sleeping bag under a shelter in the rain. And he had a look around and started to regret his choices over the last 20 years. Mitch shares his story and the incredible turnaround. No, I had both parents and they were were present all the time. Yeah. Um, But I don't know, long before I started using and all that, I always felt like out of place and like the black sheep. Yeah, why? What was that? What was happening there? Um, I don't know. I just wasn't comfortable with myself. Right, right. And was that... In in any situation, I could be around a group of people and I'd just feel really lonely. Did that start as early as primary school or was it a bit later? Yeah, it was probably about the age of seven. And I like I got I got bullied a lot growing up, and I think that might have been a part of it as well. What was it then that made you start to go down that road? I was just I didn't like myself. I didn't like what reality was. I didn't like dealing with life. And as soon as I started smoking pot and drinking, it took it took me away from myself and away from reality. And I just felt comfortable. Yeah, right. How old were you when you were doing that? Fourteen. How easy was it to access the stuff? Oh, really easy. It was easier to get get than going to a shop and getting chocolate. How did you find out about that? Oh, I just went through um, mates and that, and they, they like I went through a couple of mates, and they put me onto people that that were getting rid of it, and I just yeah, we, it all started from there. Where did that lead you? Um, that led me just to uh, wags wags school on a daily basis, and um, and then by the time I I finished year ten, instead of getting a job or a trade like a normal person, I just wanted to party. Did you turn up at school high at all? Yeah, all the time. Did the other kids know? Yeah, definitely, yeah. Were they into it as well or were they... Yeah, a few of them were and a few of them weren't. What did the teachers say? Oh, they, I thought they didn't know, but they knew, but they never really said anything. I just, I was so oblivious and just worrying about myself. I didn't care what they thought. You never got expelled? No, no, I got, got suspended a few times. Suspended. I done. I finished year ten, but pretty much the whole whole year ten, I just wagged school. I'm surprised I passed my school certificate, but I did. And so, where did you go from there? Oh, I just once I once I um finished year ten, I found speed and ecstasy, and it just was just one big party party ride for the next thirteen years. Can you remember what you felt like inside when you were doing that stuff? Um, I knew I sh- I knew I wasn't supposed to be doing it, but I was more intrigued by the fact that it was wrong. Yeah. Uh, more intrigued by the 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 forbiddenness of it. Right, right. And um, once once I was high, I didn't. I had no care in the world. You're doing that for 13 years. How? Yep. What did it um, eventuate in? It eventuated into um, getting on the ice about six, seven years ago, and um, that just robbed me of everything. Robbed me of my. Um, it's such a strong drug. Um, at first, you don't really need much of it, and before you know it, like with a blink of an eye, it's got you in that grips of, of addiction. And it before and before you know it, it just robs you of everything, like your your morals, your respect, your um, the whole inside and outside. Like I was an emo- emotionally, physically, spiritually, and mentally bankrupt by by the end of it. It just strips you of everything. Really? Yeah. It's the worst. It's the worst drug ever invented, my my honest opinion. I was just a shell of a person by the end of it. I ended up homeless, living in a tent in the bush for six months. Um, degradation. Um, I had the morals that I'd never stick a needle in my arm, and then I started sticking needles in my arm, and um, it just took me to a really, really dark place that I never want to go again. Wow. So, what was it then at the end of that thirteen years that uh, 
made you change? I mean, why did you change? Um, a good mate of mine um, planted a seed in my head. He was doing the same thing I was, but God loving me, he said, Mitch, I think you might need some help. And um, we're living in a tent, and the tent got trashed by a storm, so then we're literally squatting in an old tafe in the middle of winter. And I don't know, just something clicked one morning. I woke up and pouring down rain, freezing cold in a sleeping bag, and I said, is this what my life's come to? So I decided to make the change that day. And so what did you do? Um, I rang up a de- detox unit in Newcastle, and um, it still took me, I was on the waiting list for seven weeks, and told them that I needed help and what I was doing, and so that next seven weeks that I was in limbo with trying to get into detox, I just used drugs really badly, and um, then all of a sudden I was in detox and went straight to rehab from detox. Are you amazed that you made it through, as in your life is still intact? Yeah, I'm so, I should have been dead a few times. Oh. But um, by the grace of God, I'm still here. So you went through detox. Just tell us a bit about that. Um, it was pretty... It was funny because I, really, I was really excited about it, but I was nervous as well because I was, I was excited the fact that I was over the life I was living and I was nervous of the fact that I didn't know what was in store for me. And yeah. um, once I went into... Once I went into detox, it was under observation, 24-7, um, checking my levels every day, getting medication if I need it. It was just a matter of just, they were very welcoming and just um, watched, watched over me. If I needed anything, I could go talk to them. And it was just a matter of getting that first initial detox out of my system and um, then straight into a rehab. So what was the toughest part of it? The sleeping. Right. Yeah. Tell us about that. Um, I just couldn't sleep at all. I was maybe sleeping an hour a night because I always was used to having something like pot or alcohol or something in my system to help me sleep. Yeah. And going to sleep with nothing in your system, my body just wasn't used to it. And how long did it take for it to become better for you? About three months. Like I probably got a maximum hour of sleep each night at detox, but then it still took me another two, three months when I got to rehab to get a good night's sleep. But once all the drugs started coming out of my system, was there any time when you felt like giving up and just going back onto it? No, not not the first initial three months. It wasn't because um, I was so I was ready for it. I was over the life I was living. It was time to. I knew it was going to be hard. I knew it wasn't going to be easy, and um, so I just stuck it out. And yeah, lo and behold, I'm here today. Yeah, what, well, tell me where uh, from rehab. What happened? Uh, well, I went into rehab, and and then after after nearly three months, ended up getting kicked out. Um, How come? Oh, they. There was all a big mix-up with the lab there with um, urine results, and they reckon I tested positive for heroin, and um, that wasn't the fact. I've never had heroin in my life. I've had every other drug bar heroin. Right. And um, so I went back out, and I started using drugs for another five weeks till I could get back in, and um, I ended up putting myself back in, and I've done the program, finished, graduated in just under eight months, and um, so now I've been out of rehab for 14 months. Wow. And I'm still clean, coming up to two years clean. And tell me, how does that feel like in, within yourself? Oh, amazing. I've never felt this comfortable in my whole life. Do you have a faith at all in any way? Yeah, I do. I went into um, rehab an atheist, and by the t- time I come out, I'm a passionate follower of Jesus Christ. Really? What? How did that change? Um, I don't know. I was, while I was there for the first initial three months, I was very close-minded to it and didn't want to hear about it, and I walked went out and come back and a good mate of mine said, Mitch, just open your mind just a little bit. And I remember vividly, I was sitting down the front row of chapel one night and for a moment there, it felt like they were talking to me and they were like, Mitch, do you want freedom? 
And um, so that night I decided to hand my life over to God and everything's been pretty good up till now. Do you think that that was part of the strength that you had that helped you? Yeah, definitely. Definitely. I know, I know, I know that God's with me each and every day and I, I, um, I pray to him and I, I thank him each and every day. Like Without him in my life, I don't know where I'd be. So if you were to go back to how you felt when you were seven yep. and how you feel now, um, back then, you know, you felt like you didn't belong, you felt those things. Yep. How is it now? Oh, it's just amazing. I never thought in, in my wildest dreams I would be comfortable in my own skin. I could look in the mirror and be happy with the person looking back at me. But I had to go through that, that 13 years of darkness and, I feel that everything I had to go through from an early age up to now is just part of my journey. Yeah. And I feel it was already mapped out and I just had I just deterred off the path a bit and now I'm back on the path. That's Mitch's story. If you have a story that you'd like to share to encourage others, then email us from our website, salvos.org.au forward slash radio. And if you need help, you can always call the Salvos on 13 Salvos. Light and life from the Salvos.